to the Thursday, December 23rd edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Final one of the week, boys and girls. This one is stacked. Variety of bowl games, NFL, hoops, you name it. Settle in. We'll get you set in up to 10 minutes with everything you know heading into the next three days. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Happy holidays, boys and girls, and welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Aaron Dolan, I'm Joe Fortenball. ED, this is the first time we've done this together. Two Eagles fans on the same podcast. ESPN made a huge mistake scheduling us together for this <laughs> Yes, and unfortunately, Nick Sirianni has COVID, and you've seen that meme of him yelling at Jalen Hurts last game, and I'm just like, oh no, here we go. We cannot have our quarterback get COVID, too. He yelled the COVID right into the starting quarterback. So uh, <laughs> this matchup against the Giants should be a classic for anyone paying attention. All right, let's begin with some Thursday night football. San Francisco laying three, total of 44 and a half on this matchup. Side total props. Where are you at for this one? Okay, so I'm seeing money come in on San Fran and the under, despite this line completely moving in opposite directions. I did just notice on touchdown score props, they added an A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, so I'm suspecting that those two will be playing. For me, my gut is telling me to take Titans' money line at this point. I don't know why. I don't have great reasoning. Everything on paper is saying that San Fran should win this game, but if I'm going to play this game in terms of that market, I think I'm going to take Titans money line. Also, last week I played Titans money line first half. That's right now at plus 135 on Caesars. The reason I have been liking to play the first half money line for the Titans is because as we saw against the Steelers last week, they will jump out to a lead, but they might not be able to sustain it. They're eight and six in the first half money line this season. And then in terms of the first half spread, it's pretty short. It's Tennessee plus one and a half. So I didn't want to play that, but they are the third best team in the league against the spread in the first half, nine and five. That's after um minnesota and the colts so just things to keep in mind trying to play different markets when the lines are so short and then a prop that i like for tonight i gave this out on best bets is george kittle over 68 and a half receiving yards this has been bet up to 72 and a half so at this point i probably wouldn't play it just because so many people are betting it up but he is averaging 142 receiving yards per game in his last three games and that's 73 and a half points higher than his receiving prop right now or when I had taken it, excuse me, at 68 and a half. So I just think given that Tennessee's defense ranks 20th against the pass, uh, Jimmy G is going to be able to get it to him and he'll hit over for his receiving yards prop at 68 and a half. Again, bet up to 72 and a half at this point. But those are the three ways I'd play this game. Kittle's been an absolute beast as of late. It's almost like they had forgotten how to utilize him, made the adjustments. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, not only is he playing well, the team's playing well. Over their last six games, the Niners have given up just uh, in the neighborhood of 18 points per game. I do look to the under here tonight. Uh, with it moving up, that probably is an indicator that we might see A.J. Brown. But in what capacity? Is he going to play every snap? Is he 100%? Yeah. You know, if they had won that game against mm -hmm. Pittsburgh last Sunday, I wonder if he's playing in this matchup but I think desperation is starting to set in for Tennessee. The offense in the first 11 games of the season, when they had Derrick Henry and or A.J. Brown, they were averaging 26 points per game. In the three games since they lost those two, they've dropped down to 15 points per game. Yardage has plummeted. Turnovers have skyrocketed. 
So I'd look to the under here in this matchup at around 44 and a half. I'd also look to a prop on Ryan Tannehill throwing at least one interception, which is minus 115. I think you're getting a good price because the Niners have the second fewest INTs in the NFL this year at six. They don't pick off a lot of opposing passers, but Tannehill's been an interception machine. Six in his last four games. He's thrown picks in seven of his last nine mm -hmm. games overall, and he's taken 41 sacks this season, which is second most in the NFL. Translation, he's under duress. He's under pressure on a regular basis, and he makes some bad decisions as a result. The Niners are going to bring the pressure. Nick Bosa going to a second Pro Bowl yep. that was announced yesterday. They're going to be all over him in this one. So I played the under for the game and Tannehill over half an interception. I got a couple bowl games I'll rip off in a moment, one for tonight, or excuse me, one for Friday, one for Saturday. But before we do that, what's your NBA card looking like tonight? I know it's tough with us doing this in the morning and with yep. COVID and everything that's been ravaging the association, but anything catch your eye? So things that catch my eye off the bat, looking at the Hawks, Philly game. I like Seth Curry over 15 and a half points. He dropped 26 on Boston, 29 on Brooklyn. He's hit over this number in four of the last six games. The Sixers coming off the win over the Celtics and was absolutely dominant in that game. I just think role players will step up, especially against a depleted Hawks team. And then as for um, a game that stuck out to me, the Bucks Mavericks, there is no reason the Bucks should be moving from minus four and a half to minus three and a half. Giannis is out of the game, but for Dallas, basically everybody has COVID, including Luka Doncic. This line Makes no sense. I know they're coming off the back-to-back, -back and they just won last night, but this line makes absolutely no sense to me, so something just to keep an eye on. And lastly, the other play that I like for tonight, and this actually just moved down to five and a half, I loved Memphis plus six. I already tweeted this out this morning. They were able to beat the Golden State Warriors earlier in the season, handed them their first loss. John Moran is back. He didn't play amazing in his first game back, of course, after being injured, but I think tonight will be a better game for him. Memphis Grizzlies actually have been playing well, so I see them covering on the road against a Warriors team that's also dealing a little bit with COVID injuries right now. Or I shouldn't say injuries, just COVID-related issues. Because sometimes when you see a ton of players go out, you're just waiting for the stars to be ruled out. And if, you know, Steph Curry's ruled out for this game for some reason, then you know the Grizzlies have a way better chance at winning it. The Grizzlies have given the Warriors fits over the last few seasons. You mentioned the game mm -hmm. earlier in the year, but in that play-in game last season, too, that everyone thought the Warriors were going to smack them around. Grizz won outright yeah. and went to the playoffs, and the Warriors ended up going home. It's a team that even when Golden State gets up, they're not able to solve the puzzle that is the Memphis Grizzlies. So I like that bet, and I can see why the line's moving where it is. Two bowl games for you. First one is December 24th. That's Friday night. I call it my Joy to the World special because as everyone is standing up in church singing Joy to the World, you can check your phone to see what the score is in the Hawaii-Memphis game. We're going to the Hawaii Bowl here. Memphis has been skyrocketing. When we first started talking about this game a couple weeks ago, you could have Memphis minus five. Now it's eight and a half. I'd still lay it here because I don't think Hawaii wants anything to do with this game. Uh, there's been somewhat of a mutiny against head coach Todd Graham. Starters wanted him fired. School didn't fire him. So now I don't know how much this team's going to care to show up to play for him in this game. Keep in mind, the team's starting quarterback and their leading rusher both entered the transfer portal at the end of November. They don't want to be a part of this team anymore. And even if they were all on the same page, they are an awful defense. And they're going to get set to go against a Memphis passing attack that ranks 16th in the country. I think Memphis puts it on on Christmas Eve, late in the late eight and a half with the Tigers over the Rainbow Warriors. On Christmas Day, Georgia State minus six over Ball State. The MAC is having an awful bowl season so far. Absolutely dreadful. But that's not the reason here. The reason is styles make fights. And Georgia State is a great rushing attack. 
They're number nine in the country, excuse me, number eight in the country in rushing. They love to run it and they're very good at doing it. They're going against a ball state defense that is 93rd in the country defending the run. All right, Georgia State's got a lot of big game experience this year. They're not going to be shook here. They played Auburn. They played North Carolina. They played Louisiana. They played Appalachian State. This is nothing for them. Open four, now six. Anything shy of a touchdown, I'm in on the Panthers. So it's Georgia State minus six over Ball State. Uh, because no one's going to hear from anyone on Daily Wager until Sunday, we could probably dabble with NFL Saturday. Packers laying a touchdown at home against the Browns. Arizona laying a point at home against the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Anything catch your eye there? I think if I'm going to play either of these games, I'm going Cardinals money line. I think everyone is going to look at this loss to Detroit and be like, there's no way they win after this. They're not looking like the right team, the same team. I have more faith in the Cardinals than I do in the Colts. Obviously, if they are able to shut down Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz has basically no game coming from an Eagles fan again. Um, so Cardinals money line for sure on that. I don't really like the spread in the Browns Packers game. I see right now Packers minus seven and a half. I really don't want to play that. I mean, we're still waiting on the Browns who have been brutal with COVID and kind of seeing who's in, who's out. The Packers have been the best team against the spread as well up there now with the Dallas Cowboys. So they should be able to cover this. I'm just not feeling confident in making a pick on the spread for this one. Which way do you lean? This game is going to have the public all over the Packers. The public is going to be yeah. all over the Packers. They cover a lot of point spreads. They're at home. It's a standalone game on Christmas, so everyone's going to want to bet it. They're going to take a ton of money because the last thing everyone saw was the Browns losing uh, on Monday night to the Raiders. So I, I'd stay away a bit from the side. I don't know if I'm going to lay the seven. It just smells a little bit suspicious. The spot is awful for Cleveland. They just played Monday. Now they got to play Saturday on the road. That's a five-day turnaround. That is a brutal situation to be in for a team battling COVID and injuries and everything else they got going on. So this is a six-point teaser for me. I move Green Bay down to one. I only need to cover the one. And I tease them with the Buffalo Bills, who I'm going to take from two and a half up to eight and a half in their matchup with New England. Um, I, I'm still not sure if I'm going to play, but if Buffalo gets the three, I'm going to play them on the side, but I think that's your six point teaser play right there. Green Bay minus one and then Buffalo plus eight hmm. and a half. And that boys and girls is it for today. 10 minutes of the bets you needed as promised. Subscribe, rate, review. If you get the opportunity, it's greatly appreciated. Happy holidays to all of you. We're very grateful that you check us out on daily wager on bet on the podcast, on radio, and everywhere in between. Enjoy the time with your families. Enjoy your holidays. We will be back daily wager Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern.